This is ESPN 580 Orlando's High School Football Scoreboard, presented by CareSpot Urgent Care. Now here's Nick Renowitz, Pete Ziegler, and Kyle Israel. It is time to start the playoffs. Welcome we in. We made it. We did. We made it. He's Heath Ziegler. I'm Nick Grunowitz. Thanks for hanging out with us on ESPN 580 Orlando's High School Football Scoreboard presented to you by our friends at CareSpot Urgent Care. Uh, we have made it through the high school football season. Welcome into the show. The regular season is over, Heath, and now we're ready for the playoffs. Our friends at WFTV did their big Christian and Joe high school football preview on Sunday. And it just got me thinking, man, we're here. We're here. We're ready to go for the playoffs. Big week coming up for us. Man, the regular season just seemed to really fly by, didn't it? It did, yes. Yeah, so week 11 is over. And now we know who's made the state playoffs here in Central Florida. And we're going to talk about all those games tonight, all the teams that qualified for the state playoffs from our area. We're going to talk those games and break them down and uh, let you guys know what games we think are going to be the ones to watch. We're also going to give you my predictions, as always. Um, But I wanted to start the show a little different tonight, Nick. Uh, We've got... um, um, some big news in Central Florida, some big news personally, and um, I really want to welcome in a very special guest, um, my father, Coach Phil Ziegler, um, who wants to uh, kind of clear the air a little bit, and let's talk a little bit about the decision that he made uh, uh, yesterday to let his team know that he is no longer going to be coaching. Uh, after 43 years, he's going to step aside, and uh, as the Sentinel put it, uh, put the put the whistle down for a fishing pole. A fishing so, pole. I know. I saw that. So, uh, Coach Ziegler, welcome to the show, and thank you again for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, and I appreciate it very much. Coach, I know the, and, uh, the past twenty the past twenty four hours has had to have been a very crazy time for you. I'm sure that you've been on the phone quite a bit. A lot of people have been reaching out to you. Take us through what you know. What made you decide that this was the time? Um, I decided uh, right before the first game of the season, I had pretty well thought about it. My wife and I had discussed it. Um, 43 years is a long time. You know, when you look at all the games that I've coached in that period of time, and um, I uh, I just thought it was, it was time right now. It, I'm 67. I feel good, and I want to do some things. I want to get up at uh, when I want to get up anymore instead of when uh, – I have to get up and be at a certain place at a certain time. And uh, I just thought that uh, this was the perfect time. I didn't know that uh, we were going to win the district championship. And that was uh, one of the things when uh, I told my principal and uh, right before the Lake Brantley game that this would be my last season. And it took quite a bit just to get it out of my mouth. I didn't think I'd ever say it. But uh, to be honest with you, uh, I did it went through the season and uh, I wanted it to be about my kids and not about me. And I know that, uh, you know, if I'd announced it at the beginning of the year, it'd be one of those things where somebody's going, well, he's got six games to go. He's got five games to go. You know, and I didn't want that. Uh, everything I've ever done is about my kids and uh, what they do, how they perform and the success and confidence they build as they play through a year. And I didn't want any distractions whatsoever. But I did tell her that at the uh, end of the season, the regular season, I would announce that uh, I wouldn't be coming back. And uh, so uh, Timber Creek game, uh, after the game was over, I told the coaches the night that night. And then that Monday morning, uh, I told the principal to, to uh, I would be telling them this afternoon. She met uh, with the team, uh, our JVs, our varsity, our freshmen, 
I uh, got them all in there, and then uh, I stumbled and stammered and uh, finally got it out of my mouth uh, that I wouldn't be coming back. And then uh, she, uh, uh, I talked to him for a while, and uh, it was a, a relief off me, And uh, to be honest with you, because it's uh, if you've done it as long as I have and it's something that's just grown a part of you, that's something you don't want to give up. And you know, I think most men feel that way. You know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have a job where I love getting up in the morning, going to school and teaching, and then be, have the luxury of also uh, coaching a bunch of young men for the past, as I said, four decades. And uh, I, it's a blessing, and I feel very fortunate. Well, Coach, we've been wondering, and a lot of people have been wondering, when you win the game against Edgewater and you win another district title, um, and you can add that banner uh, to the long list of championships that you've won, did it make it easier or harder now to step away? Did that game change any, anything of how you felt? Well, that's why I did it at the beginning of the season. I uh, told her, I said, win, lose, it doesn't make any difference how the season uh, goes. I said, it's got to be about the kids. And, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, people put everything on the wins and the championships. And uh, I've never have done that. Uh, you know, I, my, my main concern is uh, how many winners am I going to produce off my senior class as students and men. And, and I know that in this day and time, a lot of people don't believe that. But uh, I think most coaches and most people who know me, know that I live by that code. Uh, My main goal for teaching and coaching is to build young men. And I always have looked at it that way. And uh, yeah, and if you do it the right way, then you're going to have the championships and you're going to have the wins. And I've been very fortunate in that factor that uh, I was uh, at two two schools as the head coach where uh, I came in and turned the program around on my philosophy, you know, put the kids first, build confidence, and the success will follow. And uh, it's worked that way. And uh, I just, I don't know. I I just really feel that uh, what I've done and what I've accomplished was right now, it was a time to get out. But uh, I think most coaches would have waited and say, well, shoot, if I've got this many kids coming back, Maybe I can go another year, and I, I didn't want to do that. I I made the, the decision. I stood by it, and when we won the district championship, I was sitting in a parking lot in the truck, and I said, holy smoke. But i I got to be honest with you. This was the uh, icing on the cake beating Edgewater for the district championship because we did it through a, a lot of young men that had fought through injuries and what our team had gone through. And it, it sort of signified, it put my signature on this team because that's the way I coach. Well, Coach Ziegler has, uh, he, like he said, he has turned around two programs. When he took over Boone High School, uh, I believe in the late, late 80s or early 90s, uh, they had multiple seasons of losing records, and you ended up taking them uh, to a state championship game uh, and uh, several regional titles. And then uh, Wakaiva, or excuse me, uh, uh, Haggerty, same same story, took over a program that was also struggling, and uh, now he's had a couple district titles there. And obviously, the one uh, this this past uh, couple weeks ago was the most recent with another district championship, and that got you to where we are now, Coach. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this week, if you don't mind. I mean, 
the uh, the retirement and everything is something you've been dealing with a lot. But I also want to remind the listeners, you guys have a big game this week against Robert E. Lee, a school from the Jacksonville area. They're coming down here to Orlando. Coach, what do you know about them? Yeah, you're not done yet, Coach. you got at least one more game here. Oh, there's no doubt. I don't believe me. I realize that. I've been working overtime with the coaching staff to make sure that we uh, uh, have the kids ready for this team. Uh, they're eight and one. Um, they basically are in the uh, rankings because of their power rating. Of course, you know the way I feel about power ratings, anyway. We, but, yes, uh, yes, we do, coach. The, <laughs> but. Uh, they're uh, they're similar to uh, be honest with you they're similar to Edgewater very athletic they have a quarterback they run that uh, a lot of RPOs uh, read pass option uh, they've got good athletic receivers uh, they're almost if you were to put them side by side they would be almost a twin sister to uh, Edgewater uh, the difference is I think is that uh, most teams haven't fa- again have not faced what we do, which is just come right at you. And the films that I've seen, uh, that's the one thing I've seen that they can't do is they are, it's hard to deal with a team that's going to try to occupy the ball as much as I, we are. And, and, uh, we're healthy since, uh, uh, I guess right. The Edgewater game, we had some kids out, but we're completely healthy right now, ready to go. And, uh, I'm looking forward to the game. I think it'll be an exciting game. Uh, I do know this: we can't afford turnovers. That's every every game that we've had had problems in is turnovers, and we're not a catch up kind of football team. We're a just a three yards in a cloud of dust, and we're going to eat the clock just like we did. You know, in the Edgewater game, we occupied the ball in the second half, twenty minutes and thirty five seconds. I mean, it. You can't score if you don't have the ball. That's right. And uh, that's the way we've uh, looked at it for uh, this whole year. And uh, our offensive line and defensive line have done a great job. But they're going to have their hands full. Uh, As I said, the athletes, the quarterback especially, is a big big man and uh, has speed and has uh, the uh, arm to connect on the passes. And they've got those athletes out there. And they're going to spread them out all over the field. And uh, it'll be the uh, the tortoises and the hares playing, really, when we get out there. Because I, I don't have the speed they do, but I do have the strength. And uh, I think that has paid off for us over this uh, past 10-game schedule. Uh, the way we are, we're a lot stronger than most teams that we play uh, physically. And uh, I think that that's going to be our uh, what we anchor on. Occupy the ball. Keep it away from them, and uh, don't make the turnovers in the crucial situation. And I mean a turnover for my kind of offense. I can't take a a five yard loss. I can't take a ten yard loss uh, if they happen to break through. Everything has to go, and it's been going that way. And um, we'll 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 see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. My kids are looking forward to it. My assistant coaches have done a great job of preparing for it. So uh, I think it's going to be a good game. If you want to see a good one, there's two great games being played right there in, a, in the, within uh, three miles, Oviedo and Apopka and us and uh, uh, Jacksonville, Robert E. Lee. That's right, folks. So if, you, if you're on the east side of town, there's no reason that you shouldn't catch one of those games. I do want to end with something, Coach. I know that um, the outpouring of respect and comments and just all-around 
just great vibes that everyone has been sending your way, Coach. I hope that they all make their way to you because there's a lot of people in this community that you've done so much for um, in some way that you've helped them or you've you've touched their lives. Coach, it means a lot to at least it means a lot to me to be able to do this with you on the radio since you are my father, and it means the world to me uh, to have you and have you part of this show, Coach. And I just want to thank you, and I, I want to make sure that uh, all the listeners know that uh, this uh, this man we're talking to has done a lot for me. He's done a lot for my my life uh, personally and uh, professionally. And Coach Ziegler, you're one of a kind, and I really thank you for joining our show. And best of luck this week against Robert Lee. I hope you can pull off another miracle. One thing. Remember one thing. Those same kid kids and people that I've touched, they've done the same back to me. And I can assure you of one thing. It's been well accepted, and um, and I won't forget it. And thank you for having me on your show. Good good luck this week, Coach. And uh, we will uh, I will be pulling for Haggerty this week. I, I don't want the story to end quite yet. Always good to catch up with Coach uh, Phil Ziegler. Ending a 43-year run here in Central Florida. Wouldn't it be great if he could keep those, keep the wins keep coming? Keep it going. Keep It'd it be going. One of the great stories of the year, yeah. uh, if Haggerty can go on just a deep run here. 23 years at Boone, six, uh, the past six at Haggerty, and they line up against uh, Jacksonville Robert E. Lee this week. What are some other games to check in on? We'll do that coming up next. He's Heath Ziegler. I'm Nick Grunowitz. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, the show brought to you by CareSpot Urgent Care, your one-stop solution for your health care needs. Now with 10 locations all over Central Florida and providing you with same-day treatment, including weekends, evenings, and holidays. It's ESPN 5 at Orlando's High School Football Scoreboard here on ESPN 580. Now back to ESPN 580 Orlando's High School Football Scoreboard, presented by CareSpot Urgent Care, your one-stop solution for your health care needs, right here on ESPN 580 Orlando. And welcome back to the show. He's Heath Ziegler. I'm Nick Grunowitz, Nikki Football. Thanks for tuning in here. It's ESPN 580 Orlando's High School Football Scoreboard brought to you by our friends at CareSpot Urgent Care. Right around the corner, we'll get you ready for uh, the games this weekend. First round of the FHSAA High School Football uh, Playoffs. Uh, we will, of course, talk about that Haggerty Jacksonville Robert E. Lee game uh, that uh, Haggerty is playing this week. And of course, thanks to Phil Ziegler, the head coach there at Haggerty, for joining us, talking a little bit about the announcement uh, made yesterday. He is going to step down after 43 years. But first, uh, you told me this, Heath, uh, when you came in, when, when you came in, and we had talked about this throughout the year when it comes to the point system. It happened. So it happened. Let me paint the picture for the listeners, okay? Please do. So, so earlier in the year, and first of all, we're going to talk about the playoff points. And we were talking about there was mul- there's multiple scenarios playing out where teams that would lose a game to a really good team would get awarded more st- more state playoff points than if they were to beat a mediocre or a lower level team. So we were joking, and this is 100% pure joking. Maybe week four, or week five. And we said, well, what if you just played a bunch of stud teams? What if you just played a bunch of Tier 1 teams and you got, you know, 35 to 38 state playoff points? You got participation points. Yeah. So, because we were thinking, man, you know, because it actually happened to Haggerty where they had won a game against a team, I'm not going to name who it was, but got 35 points. Mm -hmm. But then they lost a game to, I believe it was like Oviedo or someone, and got 38 points. So he got more points for a loss than he did a win. And that's when the gears started turning, and we started creating this kind of like... What if? Yeah, what, what if a team just only played really good teams? Well... Only what if you only scheduled the SEC West? <laughs> yes, and then you just got to lose and still make a run. Yeah, 
So, folks, guess what happened? So it happened. A team, a team, a four A school, which is by the way not a small school. That's that, that's the middle of the classes yeah. in the state in the state of Florida, Gadsden County High School. Uh, I believe they're up in the Tallahassee area. They they. What is the opposite of running the table? <laughs> uh, they fell off the cliff. Yeah, they fell off the cliff and went 0-9. But because their strength of schedule was so high that the state of Florida gave them, basically rewarded them with, with playoff points for playing all of these teams, they went 0-9 and are in the playoffs. And I think, Nick, is this when we finally look at one another and finally – do you think the state has finally looked at – like they're looking at each other in the room saying – Okay, we screwed. We screwed up. I'm tickled by this. I really <laughs> am. Like th- there is something so perfect about this. And let me just pre- let's preface this discussion here with saying nothing against these kids. Yes. Nothing against the kids. Really, nothing against the Thank the, you. the program or whatever because they played the games in front of them that were scheduled. This has nothing to do with them. I'm sorry they didn't win a game all year. Yes. Uh, but. This is the moment where the FHSAA, the people in the room, as you said, look at each other and say, I think we kind of messed up here. Like there's something there. There's, you know that you ever see the movie, the big short? Yes. Okay. Where they're sitting there and I think it's the Steve Carell character. And they're like, well, there's just, there's gotta be a bubble or something. And they jump cut to the next day. And he's like, there's a bubble. Yeah. This is what's happened is that these guys have had a moment here where they've realized now there's a bubble in their system and it's burst. If a team can go, what is it? Is it 0-9? Is that what it is? 0-9. Oh, oh they had, oh they nine had, and one, the they had one game that got canceled, but um, their other nine games, they were 0-4 at home, 0-5 on the road. So they, there was just nothing. There was no winning at all. 0-9, yeah. and, oh and, and then they ended up making the playoffs. And it's just it just shows kind of how silly the point system is. That, exactly. That, the times that we're in right now where it's really not about what you, know, what you do on the field. It's who you play. Exactly. And, and it, that's it, the strange thing about this here. Yeah, I mean, now there's obviously a lot of teams which we're going to get to right now um, that that did have lots and lots of wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's get to the first game of the week that I really want to, I really want to highlight, and that's West Orange at Wakiva. And this game it has a lot of um, a lot of things that are really special about it because if you remember, Wakiva only had one loss this year, and Nikki, who was that? Was to West Orange, was that's it not? Right. Yeah, that's right. Bob so, Head's team got them. So I kind of think that it's uh, it's fitting. Um, for Rich Bettison to get in the first round of the playoffs, the luck of the draw, they happen to draw West Orange coach Bob Head. And I, I think... They can that, right the only wrong this year. Yeah, and I think that this is um, this is setting up for a Wakaiva's to steamroll them. And I, and I really believe that because in the past three weeks, Wakaiva has been clicking on all cylinders. Larry Preston is now their, 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 their full-time quarterback now since Sean Robles has stepped aside. And now they have an offense to go with that amazing defense that they have. And I don't see anybody stopping Wakaiva, and I think that um, I think West Orange is going to have their hands full with this one. That is a seven o'clock start at Wakaiva. Yeah, uh, if you're Bob Head, this was the worst case scenario for you because you're not catching it, these guys by surprise. It really was. I mean, they just knocked off a Popka thirty-five nothing yeah. at a Popka. So it's like, okay, so we're going we're going to now have to play these guys now when they're when they're rolling. They got their offense working and their defense is working. I mean, this is uh, not the time of year you want to play Wakaiva. And I actually, that's why I have Wakaiva as possibly the the team from Central Florida to go the deepest in the state playoffs. They're my favorite coming out of Central Florida. Let's talk about Apopka. They're at Oviedo. This is an area game that Phil Ziegler mentioned, too, yeah. and, and should be a good one. Yeah, this is one of those matchups that are going to be out there on the UCF east side of town, uh, right there near right there near the Haggerty game. Mm-hmm. And this game, actually, the more and more I look at it, Oviedo 8-2, and two, Apopka 6-4, and four, 
I'm kind of looking at this game where if you look at it on paper, you just think immediately Apopka. I mean, it's got to be right. Apopka is the you know it's the Darlington program. You know they're you know they're always in the mix. You know they're a winning program. But I'm starting to think you shouldn't count out Oviedo because. They've beat some really good teams this year. They won their district, which was a really good district, with Lake Mary and Seminole both in that district, knocking them both out of the playoffs. Neither team in that district, besides uh, besides Oviedo, ended up getting in on, on um, wildcard points. So Oviedo, the only representative out of that region to make it. Uh, let's move on. Flagler Palm Coast at Winter Park, Heath. We got about like one minute here. That's why. Let's go quick with this. Yeah, so let's go I've, quick I've got Winter Park taking care of Flagler Palm Coast. Okay. I also I also want to make sure that Bishop Moore and Jones get some mention because sure. they, they played each other in the in the season. They're in the same district. That's a local rematch, which should be good. But there's no way that Bishop Moore can beat Jones, in my opinion. I've got Jones winning this one hands down. And then the last and final game I have to predict is unfortunately I have to do this, and that's Robert E. Lee at Haggerty. And I'm doing this because every game that I've picked This is the reverse jinx. Every game I picked Haggerty to to lose, excuse me, to um, yes, to lose, they have won. So I'm taking Robert E. Lee over Haggerty because we all know who I want to win, but yeah. I got to take Robert E. Lee. Let's keep the jinx alive and um, and uh, hope uh, Coach Phil Ziegler keeps it going. Yeah, keep the Phil Ziegler run alive. Robert E. Lee and Haggerty this uh, this weekend, as well as that Apopko Avita game for some area games uh, in Winter Park playing. Too. That's going to do it for us uh, on the show here, of course. First round of the playoffs are upon us, but don't worry. We're going to be back next week, Heath Ziegler and me, uh, and maybe Kyle Israel drop by too, and we'll <laughs> recap the first round of the high school football playoffs. Thanks to our friends at CareSpot Urgent Care for presenting the show. This has been ESPN 5 in Orlando's High School Football Scoreboard. Coming up next, FSU Florida.